Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بادروا بالأعمال فتنا تقطع الليل المظلم يصبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا أو يمسي مؤمنا ويصبح كافرا يبيع دينه بعرض من الدنيا أو كما قال الصلاة والسلام We find ourselves now at the beginning of the year uh, in the English calendar So people at this time of the year usually they broke because they've used up all their money and their resources in their savings in the December period they went on holidays It's said that Muslim people also go on such holidays where they go into debt just to enjoy themselves for a little while. But our focus must be on the Akhirat, that if we are going to squander money and take loans to go on huge vacations and foreign destinations, and then come home and then complain I don't have money and times are bad and it's difficult, And then shaitan puts things in your mind also. And then you start blaming everything, blaming everybody. But we, we, we fail to understand that the problem lies within ourselves. So we're living in times of fitna. The, the, the dunya looks glamorous. People are going Dubai, going Camorra, going Maldives, Mauritius, here and there, everywhere, jet-setting. Allah Allah says, don't worry about those people, the kuffar who are jet-setting everywhere. And they are moving around the, around the globe. Now it is even out of the globe. So you shouldn't be worried about that because our focus is supposed to be on the Akhirat. We are just travelers in this dunya. So we have to take stock of ourselves. This is the beginning of another year. It comes in a hadith also that the years, towards Qiyamah, the years will go by like months. The months will go by like weeks and the weeks will go by like days. And the time will just fly. Time will just fly. So before we know it, Malikul Mat is there on our doorstep, there by our bedside, coming to take our ruh. So And then it's too, it's too late. When we see Malikul Mat, it's too late already. So what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, Do good deeds, hasten in doing good deeds before the fitna comes. The fitna comes like how? Like a dark night, like a part of a dark night. It's a mu'min, a person will be a mu'min. He wake up in the morning, he reads kalima, he wakes up, he reads fajr salah, and he is uh, doing his daily work. In the evening, he is a non-Muslim. He lost his iman already in the evening. Why? During the day, he might have spoken something, which uh, uttered some kufr, or did something, uh, or some, some action he did that he lost his iman. And another mu'min, another person, he goes to bed as a mu'min. Goes to bed as a mu'min and he wakes up as a kafir. And in, during the night he might have done something that took his iman away. And what the hadith explains further, that he will sell his deen for mere pertence of this dunya. 
and he will sell his deen. And so we find that, you know, times can be tough, but we have to make sabr. But Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bis sabri wa salah. Oh, people of Iman, istainu, that take help, take assistance from Allah through what? How are you going to get this help? It's sabr, from, by sabr, by making sabr, persevering, and salah, and resort to salah. You know, the Sahaba, they would uh, um, be overcome by a situation, some difficulty. Immediately, they resort to salah. I got a problem, salah. You know, life is not going to always be smooth sailing. You're going into the ocean, you're going to set sail, and you're going to find the waters are calm, and you say, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, you know, I'm sailing, there's no uh, huge waves, no swells in the ocean, no storm, nothing. I this um, will be a breeze. And then all of a sudden, the clouds gather, and there's a storm. And people are screaming, and you're in panic. You know what's going to happen? What's the, what's the situation going to be like? So, this is life. Life sometimes is smooth sailing. When it's smooth sailing all through, throughout, then it's a, yes, you're supposed to be concerned. Supposed to be concerned. Is that the robe of Allah around my neck is going to be pulled at any moment? That there's nothing, there's, no, there's nothing going wrong in my life. It's smooth sailing from, from the morning to the evening, the whole year. I got no problems. The children are, are fine. Business is booming. Everything is, alhamdulillah, it's supposed to be concerned. Because the mu'min, and, and Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, and we're going to test you with some fear. And we're going to test you with loss of fruit. We're going to test you with loss of wealth. So your, uh, you might have opened for the new year. Your business just opened. And you find you lost some huge customer. He just canceled his contract. He's no more. He's no more going to buy from you. And now you're sitting, hey Allah, now what am I going to do now? Hey, I must pay school fees. And I must, I must, I must pay my, my loans. And I must do this. And... How am I going to come through? We forget. Allah Ta'ala is in control. Allah Ta'ala gave us that money. And Allah Ta'ala has full control of it to take it away. We got a customer. We lost a customer. Allah Ta'ala will send another customer. But you have to persevere. We have to make sabr. We have to remember and remind yourself that Allah Ta'ala is in control. If we believe in taqdeer, it is no iman without taqdeer. So a person, anything good comes by a person, a mu'min, from Allah. Anything bad also comes by a, a mu'min. It's from Allah. It's we are in, uh, we are Allah Ta'ala's creation. And we are in full control of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala owns us. He owns us. So whatever He gives us is a mercy. It is a blessing. We don't deserve it. It's ihsan. Ihsan is something that you do for someone that you don't deserve it, but you're doing it out of kindness. So Allah Ta'ala, out of His kindness, He gives us risk and He gives us whatever we have. So it is Allah Ta'ala to take away at any moment. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't want to take it away from us. Allah Ta'ala, see Allah Ta'ala loves a mu'min. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want a mu'min to have uh, difficulty. But Allah Ta'ala wants him to, to climb in darajat, in his iman. And Allah Ta'ala wants a mu'min to have uh, highest stage in Jannah. So this mu'min, he might be um, living a good life. And then, but Allah Ta'ala is saying this, this mu'min are wanting to, uh, uh, to attain a certain stage in Jannah. So, but now everything is going good. He has no difficulty in his life. 
just put the speed bump in a way, put some um, difficulty in his way, child got sick, or um, somebody uh, came in your uh, in your path, taxi driver just pulled it in front of you there, and you apply brakes. Now it's at the cliff also. Something goes wrong, and then Allah Ta'ala keeps on that sabr. When you make sabr, now you persevere. It's from Allah Ta'ala. Now Allah Ta'ala increases your tarajat. Allah Ta'ala gives you a higher stage. Then for your suburb, for your perseverance. Now let us look at a, um, a story of one of Nadi Salaam's daughters, Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha. Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha had a child, and this child was sick, and Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha requested Nadi Salaam to come over to her house to, to see the child, and this husband's grandson. So Nadi Salaam radiallahu um, that she sent a message and Rizam said that she will come and, and then she sent another message said, no you have to come now it's very urgent so Nabi Salaam went and when he came there <coughs> it was his daughter and he had affection for his daughter so Nabi Salaam went and he took the child in his arms on his lap and Nabi Salaam started crying and Rizam started crying so one Sahabi asked, Ya Rasulullah, you crying? And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I'm crying because I have, I have this uh, uh, rahmat in my heart and uh, that, 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 that mercy in my heart. I'm a human. I'm a, I'm a human being. It is why I'm crying. So when somebody, um, some, some sadma, some calamity, some grief overcomes us, we make sabr. And now what's the opposite of that day? That a person complains and he wails. And, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, condemns those people who wail at um, funerals and uh, especially women. And I don't know if it happens still today, and maybe in a Kufar society, but maybe in a Muslim society also it happens where you hire people to wail at the funeral. And there's, a, there's a great uh, um, warnings over that. So a person uh, should exercise sabr. That is Allah Ta'ala. Um, uh, gave the life, Allah Ta'ala can take away the life. So we have to have control over our emotions. That it's natural to cry. cry. That you have to cry. That the tears will flow from your eyes. You'll be grieved. You'll be sad. And uh, it's not a happy moment. But you remember that Allah Ta'ala is in control. That Allah Ta'ala uh, does as He pleases. And Allah Ta'ala will elevate my stages, my darajat. And Allah my, my, my iman will be strengthened. Because I remind myself that this is from Allah Ta'ala. So to shed some tears, is nothing wrong. But to complain, why did Allah Ta'ala do this? Why did Allah Ta'ala go and take somebody else's life? Why did it happen to me? Why my business has to close now? Why this of mine? Allah if you understand what is taqdeer, then you will take it into your stride. Inna ma'al usri yusra. There is no... There's no Dark days or the whole year. And there's no light days also the whole year. You'll get a storm, stormy day, you get a sunny day, you'll get two stormy days, you'll get five sunny days. It's going to go like light goes like that. So we mustn't be despondent and lose hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. And remember, Allah Ta'ala is watching over us. Allah Ta'ala has full control. Allah Ta'ala knows what is our condition. So in the Ma'al Rasul, you saw that after difficulty, there is ease. But we have to weather the storm and come out on the other side. Um, unscathed and our iman mustn't be scathed 
that we mustn't, we must, it mustn't affect our iman. Our iman must get stronger. Then, then we will be successful. And uh, some some advice for for uh, people who are doing any work that no, no matter no matter what the situation is, we must always focus on Allah Taala and focus on our niyat. That what is my niyat for doing this? Whether I'm doing tabligh work, whether I'm doing I'm a maktab teacher, whether I'm a kids ustad, whether I'm teaching Bukhari Sharif, whatever I'm doing. And, and wh- wh- who am I doing it for? Why am I doing this here? Am I doing it just to uh, get my salary at the end of the month and, okay, fine, just clock in, clock out, and um, I'm like a missionary, like a mercenary? No, my focus must be that I'm doing it for Allah's pleasure. I want to earn reward from Allah Ta'ala. And that, that occupation that you have, even if it's a, um, uh, as you're teaching Ali Fata, and, and you might not be earning a doctor's salary, but there will be barakah in that risk. There will be barakah in that risk. You don't know how Allah Ta'ala will make you come through, out, uh, uh, um, go through the month. What a little bit of money did you have? Because it's barakah. And a person who's earning so much, he doesn't even know where his money went. So we must correct our intentions. We're doing for Allah Ta'ala. And you fill your car with petrol also. Say, hey Allah, I'm filling this car with petrol, Ya Allah, to do your work. To do your work, Ya Allah, your grand barakah in it. Allah, you make it that I utilize every every drop of this of this petrol I put in my car, Allah, for your work. And then Allah Ta'ala will come and it comes in a hadith also, that that horse you use in jihad. And even the dung, even the droppings of this horse, that will be weighed on the scales of, 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 of Qiyamah, on the Mizan. That this horse was used in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And that every sweat that you uh, drop from your, from your forehead, that in the path of Allah Ta'ala will be weighed on the scales on the day of Qiyamah. So we must correct our intentions. I'm doing this here for Allah's pleasure. You know, our mashayikh, there's so many stories of our mashayikh and they're t- t- teaching dars and just all of a sudden they just stop teaching. People ask, why are you stop teaching? So, you know, um, see the person standing there, he might be thinking that, you know, this person here is such a big shaykh al-hadith, you know, he's imparting knowledge, mashallah. In my heart, it came like, you know, you must be thinking this here. And so I stopped. Because now I'm not doing it for Allah Ta'ala. My ikhlas is gone out of the window. So I'm not teaching for I'm, I'm not teaching for him. I'm not teaching for anybody. I'm not teaching to show that um, how much knowledge I have. Giving a bayan. And uh, it comes in the heart. That, oh, mashallah. Uh, people are laughing. People are crying. And. Uh, getting emotional. Yeah, my bayans are so powerful. It's, your bayans are nothing, and you are nothing also. And Allah Taala is the one who is in control. So, and you're doing it for Allah Taala's pleasure. And on the day of Qiyamah, there'll be a person who'll come, and he'll have a mountain of good deeds, mountain of good deeds. And this person, he will think, oh, now I'm going smooth sailing into Jannah. And then one person will come and say that this person here, ya Allah, he did this to me. He stole from me. He done that to me. And his good deeds will be taken away from him. And then he'll be flung into Jahannam. And it, those people who didn't get paid from his good deeds, they will uh, load their evil deeds upon him. And then he'll be flung into Jahannam. And then the person on the Qiyamah will come. He'll come with, with his lungs rubbed off and his blood flowing. And Allah Ta'ala asks, What did you do for me? Say, Allah, I gave my life for you. Look at my lungs. Look, I'm bleeding. Let's say, a liar. 
you didn't do it for me. You done it because people must say and recognize that you uh, were such a brave warrior. MashaAllah. You got all your praises in the dunya. And what you want from us here? That thing for you, yeah. Another person will come, is a qari. He recited so beautifully. People's wah Allah Akbar. People are um, uh, congratulating you and uh, people are wowing you. And then, uh, you have Qiyamah, you come, Ya Allah, I, I was reading for your pleasure. And I said, no. You wanted people's recognition. You wanted people to praise you. You got all your praise, all your hadiyas and your money and everything you got. Now, there's nothing for you here. Yeah. What reward do you want for, from us here? Yeah? Nothing at all. And so we mustn't come on a day of Qiyamah where we are barren of good deeds and we are flung into Jahannam because of our niyyah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, you know, first hadith, إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ بُخَارِ شَرِيفِ Actions are judged by intentions. So actions are judged by our intentions. And none other than Allah knows our intentions. And Allah knows our intentions. We can act like a big buzruk, like, you know, uh, we are so sincere and we have such a huge following and we have so many people listening to us. And it means nothing. If our intentions are corrupt and our intentions are wrong, we are, um, we are looking for recognition and name and fame. I have 5 million followers on Twitter and or X, whatever it is, XYZ. It doesn't mean anything. What? How many? How many uh, followers does Nabi Sassam have? Billions, billions of followers. But he's, uh, I mean, Nabi Alaihi Wasallam was one man. And how many uh, thousand years, 1,500 years ago? And he still has followers. So Nabi Wasallam's intention, Nabi Wasallam was a Nabi, was a Rasul. And so if we tread the path of Nabi Wasallam, then even if we have no followers, some Ambiya, they didn't have any, 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 any uh, uh, people who followed them. And some Ambiya will come with no followers. But their mission was not failed. They did not fail their mission. Their mission was successful. It was a total success. And so even if you don't have followers, don't have any listeners, you don't have any people listening to you, you speak and people don't listen, they don't want to even see you. But your mission is not failed. And you in the maktab, you are teaching his. You are you got one student, you get 100 students. Doesn't make a difference. And what makes a difference in your, to your mind is that, am I doing it for Allah's pleasure? Am I doing it for Allah's pleasure? Or am I doing it for uh, name and fame or recognition from people? And so our, in our intentions, we must change our intentions. And then you'll see Allah Ta'ala will change conditions. After we change our, our intentions, Allah Ta'ala will change conditions. If we must, there was ulama, our mashayikh. Some of them, just, they just preferred to teach Aliba, Takhti, Maktab, grade 1, grade R. But they had the potential of teaching Bukhari Sharif. And I asked him, why? But why are you, why are you still teaching this year? And he said, no, I, I, I love this year. And the same student who's going to learn Ali Ba, he'll be able to read Alhamdu. And he's going to read Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu So I'll still get the reward. I'm going to get all the reward of him. Whatever he does now, whether he's doing his, or he does iron calls, becomes a mufti or alama. I'll get all the rewards of what, what, what he does because I taught him Ali Bata. So don't look at what you're doing. Look at the intention. That my intention is to please Allah Ta'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala will load you with heaps of rewards. So that is our purpose in this dunya, to get to gain as much rewards and closeness to Allah Ta'ala. So it, it, how, much, uh, how much closeness and nearness we gain to Allah Ta'ala, that is how close 
you were there to Nabi Sassam, the day of Qiyamah, look at the businessman, and you're opening your business, starting the new year, you came back and now you're opening your factory. And so uh, think about this hadith, that a person, an honest trader, honest dealer, he will be neighbors with Nabi Sassam in Jannah. What better than that? What better than that? And uh, nowadays you go to a, a, a shop, as a shop owner, is this thing here, man, how much is it there? And you got any other stock of this year? And this is the last two, huh? He's telling like, okay, man, you better take it fast. And I can give you a bit of a discount, you know? Uh, give you a kharid. I mean, well, it's not even kharid. And what kharid means, uh, give you a cost. It's not even cost. It's actually marked up 50% there. And you mustn't lie. Don't be a liar. Don't don't lie in your business. Speak the truth. You got 100 more in the storeroom there? Say, this is uh, this is two on the shelf. I got more if you want. And try to convince him to buy this the last two in the universe. You're not going to get it again, you know. And we must, and we must be honest. We must have our need in, in order. Uh, we must have ikhlas. I'm doing for Allah's pleasure. Uh, sabr. All these things are all interconnected. In gaining closeness to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give me first the tawfiq to make amal what I said. And give all the listeners the tawfiq to make amal. Akhir da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.